Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. The majority of the most competitive law firms, you're going to dedicate yourself to this. And it's not a lot working in a law firm is what it is. If you wanted to go off and do something else, arrest, and that's... And having business is important. Law firms will love young attorneys because the young attorneys will often approach their jobs with a ton of enthusiasm. They'll believe that success is possible. They won't yet have been overtaken by negative rumors and negativity that people that of their age and stuff have. They, they won't be uh, impacted by it yet. They're still under the belief because they've succeeded before that they're going to do well. And law firms can channel that energy into them becoming better attorneys and them doing lots of work. But you have to understand that the game is very difficult. I've worked with people that are on this, again, that are nine or 10 years out and have been billing 2,500 hours a year since they got out of school, uh, are constantly told they're doing well, when suddenly out of nowhere, they're told they only have a few weeks or months to find a new position. Now, I wanna be very clear that this does not happen as much as it used to. There are a lot of very good firms, like ones that are extremely competitive in New York and San Francisco that will make people partners. Most people, if you stick around, that doesn't mean you're going to be paid a ton of money as a partner or even have equity, but they will. So you have to understand where you're working and what happens. But a lot of law firms are up and out. And the majority of the most competitive law firms are up and out. But again, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are, this has changed quite a bit recently. And But the, the main thing is that if you want to stick around in a law firm, you need to be, you need to maintain your enthusiasm. You need to be maintained how excited you are and all those things. And I was just thinking just now about there was this guy at Dewey Ballantyne from their New York office that was like a counsel and I don't know, 15 years out. And I just remember the people that are counsel at the most competitive firms, Dewey, I remember a counsel guy I knew from Simpson Thatcher in Los Angeles. They're just very, they maintain their, the people that stick around a long time, maintain their enthusiasm and their, and they want to keep contributing and they, they bill hours and they're easy to get along with and all these things. So these are important for you to stick around. You need to keep maintain your uh, enthusiasm. And there's so many people, like I, I talk to them all the time that when things don't work out earlier in their career, just get bitter and they lose their enthusiasm and they become very defensive and, and argue about every dime and want to get, and, and you don't want to get cynical. I, I don't know how to say this, but you can't get cynical and, and, and you need to maintain your enthusiasm. And a lot of attorneys in the major markets are, as you get more senior, there's pressure. If you're not incredibly enthusiastic, not showing the right attitude, there's pressure to leave because they want to bring in younger people who are, do have that level of enthusiasm. Do you need to follow the example of the people that do really well consistently in these end of firms because in large law firms, because that they all, for the most part, without any exceptions, maintain their enthusiasm. They want work, they're appreciative of work, all these sorts of things. They want to continue learning. And if an attorney gets more senior, the reason is that their uh, billing rate get, rises. This is the reason there's a, f a favoritism for younger attorneys and they become competitive with partners. So clients want to have partners do the work because they don't want to pay as much for someone that's a senior associate doing the work as they would a partner. And then partners also make more money when they do the work than if they give it to others. And this isn't the case at all firms, but just imagine, I'm just giving you an example of one firm I know, if a partner makes 40% of 
of the money or they're guaranteed 40% or 30% of their billings if they do the work themselves and collect it. And they only get 10 or 15 if they give it to someone else in the firm. So that's 10 or 15%. So if they get just hypothetically, if their billing rate is $1,500 an hour, they automatically get $600 an hour or if they do the work themselves. And then if they give it to someone else, they only get 150 or something. So their incentive is to do the work themselves. And this sort of business model plays itself out at a lot of firms. And so law firms want people that are very hungry and want to get ahead. That competition benefits them. And so they, they need to have that the level of competition because that produces more hours. It produces more work. It makes the clients happier. It makes the associates more likely to try to impress the partners. And so everybody wants that, that dynamic in their firm. And if people don't have that and lose hope, then they become dead weight and they'll bring the uh, morale of the down of those who want to bill a lot of hours and, and or bill lower hours in the food chain. Now, it's very interesting. I, I have a lot of examples where people will show up in a law firm and have incredible qualifications. They might've been like a Sears Prize winner at Harvard Law School, which means the very top of your class and worked at a great firm. And then suddenly they go into a, another great firm and they say, I'm just not, I'm a six-year attorney, but I'm not interested in making partner. And even though they have these world-class qualifications, another really good firm is not going to want to hire them because they're going to bring down the competitive spirit of the law firm. And the best law firms, by the way, that have been around a long time, they want everybody to tr believe they're going to be partner and they want everyone to fight and behave like that. And so they, if you, if you're not hungry and you're older and you are just more about doing the work than being enthusiastic, then the law firm is going to want anything to do with you. And so if you're senior without business and you don't think you're going to make partner and you don't want to do it, then the law firms are going to likely be very turned off. And in that system where the hungriest people keep rising and they bring in new hungry people and the people that aren't as hungry don't continue to get inner, don't continue to have enthusiasm and are let go that 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 system goes on at all at the best firms and especially in the largest markets because the largest markets have a lot of people that they can draw from. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. So what does that mean? It means that if you're in a big market and the law firm needs to replace you, they have hundreds of options. Uh, whereas if you're in a smaller market and the law firm needs to replace you, it may be difficult uh, for the firm to find someone. And it's the same thing with large firms that pay a lot of money. They can always find your replacement. So it's just something to keep in mind. If you're in a big firm 
and you don't have a good attitude and you're not enthusiastic, that the law firm's just bringing someone that is. And oftentimes that means someone that's younger. And so they like younger people but many times because of that. And this isn't basically something I've already talked about. I'll talk about it a little bit more, but law firms definitely prefer people who desperately want to get ahead, meaning law firms like attorneys are the best grades and went to the best schools are obviously very motivated to do well. And they're trying to get ahead. It's not easy to get the best grades. It's not easy to get the best schools. And it also shows that you're concerned about your pedigree and how you look. And you're going to, you're going to dedicate yourself to this and have a lot of enthusiasm. And this enthusiasm, again, they want to channel into work and longer hours. But a lot of attorneys are very motivated. Some of the best attorneys, like the ones that make the most money and, and have the presumably the very good lives that I know are lives are personal injury attorneys that have been very successful. I can't believe how successful some of them are. And they didn't go to good schools and things, but they stayed motivated. They decided they were going to succeed in the legal profession, even if they were getting hired and they went out and did their own thing. But for the larger law firms, if you have things in your background that show you're motivated, you're more likely to be hired than those who are not. They'll approve of people and they want to hire attorneys and have things in their background that look like you have a high degree of internal motivation. If you have a family that you need to support and you're very, you come across as someone that is supporting a family and, or you have the, whatever, you have something that's a, with outside of you. If you have a lot of student loans and mortgages, law firms love it when people buy houses and have those sorts of obligations because they know that they need to work and can't just walk away. That there's sometimes people are from backgrounds that make them have to feel like they need to prove something. They may have grown up, I don't know, poor or that, or I don't know, or unable to, with parents who couldn't support themselves and, or support them, I don't know, but, or something that makes them need to prove something. Some, I knew of one woman that, whose father went to jail for trademark infringement and not, I don't know, not listening to a, going against an order. So all sorts of people have the, and then that person became a trademark attorney. A lot of people have stuff to prove and, uh, a lot of people are trying to advance themselves. So one of the one of the types of attorneys, this is actually very interesting. When I place attorneys, if I'm able to portray that attorney, this is something that you can do as well. If I'm able to portray that attorney as someone who has moved to a firm because they were trying to advance to get closer to their goal, and now they want to move and get even closer to the goal or get or this firm's going to face what they want. An example would be like a corporate attorney that starts out working for small businesses, then tries to move to a firm where they can work for bigger businesses, and then wants to move to an even bigger firm where they can work on behalf of Fortune 500 companies. Like that person's trying to advance and they're moving to bigger and bigger firms and they have a goal. And so every move is not moving sideways or up or down. It's sideways or down. It's always going up. And those people get placed all the time. If you can make that point. And often it's just subliminal. People want, law firms want to hire people where it looks like uh, they're advancing and they're improving and, and law firms love that. And then, um, or if it's better than where they're at in terms of the prestige level and, and it's getting them close to their goals. So if you have a goal, by the way, very few people have goals. Almost no one has goals. Having goals is incredibly important. I certainly have goals. I review them every morning. So you need to have goals. If you don't know where you're going, the problem is that someone else is going to choose your goal for you and they're not going to be good, right? You're not going to, you're not going to have good goals if you're just taking what other people are giving. You have to have goals in places where you're going because if you have goals, then you'll start seeing the world in a different way. You'll see opportunities. You'll see things to avoid. 
you'll be excited. You'll know that you're going someplace. And that's one of the most important things that any person that I've ever advised or worked with or been who's mentored me has always emphasized that. So any attorney that doesn't want to get ahead, the easiest thing you can do is not have goals. Uh, but again, an attorney that has a family is more likely to want to get ahead. Uh, they're not going to be able to save money as much. They're going to have, they're going to be motivated by supporting their family and they'll have responsibilities. They'll have expenses will keep mounting. The children will get older and then they'll want to go to college or, or whatever. And so the, the person's going to have expenses and the attorney's going to need to work hard and, and the attorney will want to get ahead. And if the attorney wants to get ahead, they're going to be more enthusiastic. They're going to give more. They're going to find ways to give and, and do better than someone uh, that doesn't. And, and they're more likely to be able to improve from negative statements and, and things when they get discouraged or when bad things happen, they'll improve instead of just climbing under a rock, they're going to do their best. And I used to interview with, and I still do, but work with attorneys who couldn't get jobs and they went to the very best law schools in the country. And you may not believe this if you didn't attend one of these types of schools, but there are lots of people that come out every year. It could be Yale, Stanford, whatever. And then when you start getting into schools, even other schools like Duke, Michigan, lots of UCLA, lots of very good schools. There are people that don't get positions when they're in the summer, lots of them. And, and then there's a lot that don't get positions when they even graduate from these schools. You wouldn't believe it, but I'm telling you that I see this. And a lot of these people even have very good grades and they're academically, they're very good. But what they do wrong is they go into their interviews and they just don't have any enthusiasm. There's no drive. There's just they're, maybe they don't like law firms or maybe they're just not, they've been sold the wrong way on law firms. I don't know, but they just don't have any enthusiasm. And they had these backgrounds that I'm saying were very important, but no enthusiasm or drive. Like you would feel, you wouldn't feel good like giving them work. They might go off and say, all right, thanks. But this is the number one characteristic that they have. And the idea is that they may be academically talented, but all they're doing is showing up. And that, but they're not really showing up. And you have to have something that motivates you internally that makes you really want to show up and do well. When people like this interview with the best firms they, and want the job, people hire them. I and mean, people hire people that aren't even suited for the job because of their enthusiasm. I and mean, you have to be fired up. And if you, getting the best job is obviously, if it's very important to you and you have reasons to succeed, then people want to give it to you. And people that desperately want to get ahead will come across in interviews or will often come across in their applications that they email a letter or anything. It's just the enthusiasm uh, when they come in is just palpable. They have energy. They want the job. They're confident they'll do well. And this enthusiasm is those that are hiring them want to see. Imagine how you would feel if you hired, if, if someone came to you and interviewed for a position and they were unbelievably enthusiastic and wanted to do it. They said it was their goal to do the type of work at your firm that, that, that you were being hired, they were being hired for, that they just were incredibly uh, excited about you and the firm and, and they, and then someone else that may have better qualifications that came in and was just bland and that wouldn't be good. I remember, this is just a, a quick story. I remember years ago, like you know, 15 years ago, I was interviewing recruiters and then really well qualified 
uh, recruiter came in and she was um, from Harvard Law School. And then there was another one that came in that was from uh, Southwestern Law School, uh, which is a kind of a local uh, law school in um, California. I, I think that a lot of very good people come out of it, but it's not a it's not a highly ranked law school or anything like that. And so the woman from Harvard Law School came in and she was maybe three or four years out. And I interviewed with her and she was just really not enthusiastic. Just she said why she wanted to do the work, but it wasn't really connecting with me. And I, I knew she was just unhappy. And so then the person from Southwestern came in and it was just incredible. She was just completely fired up. She knew about her firm. She knew about me. She was just very enthusiastic. And I invited her and her husband to like a, a cocktail reception. I was hosting for law firms or something. And she came and brought, I was hired holding that for law firms, a few people inside of law firms. Then she came and she brought like a bottle of wine and was just so excited. And so this sort of enthusiasm is something that matters and it's huge. It's very important and not a lot of people have it, but when they do, it really moves the needle and it can make a huge difference. And if someone's hungry, and that all that hunger can be channeled to good work and hours. And those around the person are likely to be motivated as well. So that motivation and that enthusiasm is something that you absolutely 100% need. A lot of people don't have it. And that enthusiasm makes a huge difference. I have so many examples of this that I, that I could tell. I, I love these examples, but there's just so many. I've had people just show up in my office and say they want to work for me. And I'm like, wow. And, and my office, by the way, is not easy to reach because it's anyway. But And then people show up. I've seen, I had one woman call me, and this is very funny. She said, my name is such and such. I'm a U.S. District Attorney, please call me back. And I was like, oh crap, I'm in a lot of trouble. And so I called her back and she said, and she was in another state, I really want to work with you. When can I come see you? And I said, I guess you can come on Saturday. This was like a Thursday. And she's like, how does 10 o'clock in the morning sound? And I said, sure. And I showed up at the office like at 9.50 and she was sitting outside all dressed up, waiting to interview. And this is someone that wanted to be a recruiter. And she ended up becoming unbelievably successful. She doesn't work uh, with me anymore. But the point is like, that's the idea of showing up. Like you really want something. And this woman had never lost a trial. She was just incredible. That's how it works. If you have that kind of enthusiasm, you know what you want to do, and you can do very well. And this is a big one that I think anybody that's in a law firm needs to understand. It's also something for anybody that's working in-house is an obstacle you need to understand. But law firms definitely have a preference for people who have never left the practice of law for another profession. So if you do things like that suggest that this isn't your priority and the most important thing to you, then law firms aren't going to like it. If you go in-house, if you decide when you're three or four years out, this is very common that you suddenly want to go do a federal clerkship or something. Law firms don't like that. It's if you take time off to uh, start a business, if you become a solo practitioner, you know, sometimes being a solo practitioner actually works. I'm not saying, but th this kind of stuff suggests that you may not like working in a law firm and it's pretty obvious. So what would you do if you were in a law firm? Would you want to hire someone that left the law firm environment and went and did something else? Obviously they were not thriving or enthused, enthused by their law firm. So is that a good use of your uh, time and money to hire someone like that. Think about what you would do. What if somebody, what if you were hiring, I keep giving these examples of doctors, but what if you were a hospital employing someone who's a brain surgeon 
And the brain surgeon decided to take three years off and to go work in, I don't know, in a, I don't know, in a psychiatric institution, counseling patient, I don't don't know, just something that wasn't the same, exact same sort of thing, a different environment, or decided to go teach, maybe decided to go teach brain surgery or something for five years, not working in a hospital. People that do things like this, if you go to another practice setting or something, it, it shows you may not like where you're at. And so if you need to know what a law firm is, there are people uh, that go to law firms and never leave. Uh, Law firms are very efficient. Um, They have their own ways of doing things. Uh, It's not that working in a law firm is what it is. Uh, And if you're not committed to it, um, the odds are if you're hired again, you will leave. And that's what happens. People that are hired from in-house environments come to law firms and they typically don't stay long. They're used to a different pace. You have the authority not, it's just different. They don't succeed. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. So it's very rare, by the way, that I, that, no, I've certainly placed a lot of them. I still place them every probably several times a year, but the majority of people that are in-house are come out of long stretches of government or had lots of judicial clerkships, never last long in law firms. Law firm is a different environment. So they may be hired for some reason by a law firm and it can work. But the idea is that most of the time law firms have learned and they're smart that when they hire someone from a different practice setting like that and the person comes back, they're usually not gonna last very long and they're not the best bets. It's just what it is. And the idea is if you're not committed to working in a law firm, and you were committed uh, in the past, that you're probably not going to be committed to it in the future. Meaning you may be going to work in a law firm just because you, it's the best you can do. It's hard to get another in-house position. But once you leave, it's very difficult to come back. And there's something that you, you've already said you don't want about law practice. And law firms know what they're doing, want people that are all in working in law firms. And so once you return to the practice of law, the idea is you're probably, whatever bothered you, whatever made you leave, it's probably going to be uh, the same in the future, meaning you won't show up. And ones that leave, there's some, a lot of times attorneys will leave to start their own businesses. Those are some of the worst tires out there. They have this itch, they need to do something else. And so they leave the large law firm and, that doesn't, and they, then they want to come back when it doesn't work. And so if you were a law firm, would you want to hire people that are behind the scenes thinking they'd rather do something else? It's just a bad idea. These people won't show up. And there's a huge danger that these attorneys also, people that start their own businesses and want to do that, law firms look at that as maybe this person's going to try to kick my clients. I don't know, but they, there's just, there's a danger. Same thing with in-house. Again, people that do that typically want to be free of the bill hour and, and that's what they say. Or, and again, it's something that tests the ability to show up. I've given you a lot of reasons why attorneys don't like going in-house, but or rather law firms don't, but that it's, they go in because they don't want to have the responsibility of building business. They don't want to have billable hours. They want to have better hours. They, so why would you, if you're a law firm, want to hire someone like that? 
the government is often a bad idea. And I hate to say it. Now, I'm not saying that people don't get hired from the government. Certainly white collar litigators, different types of people in different government roles, people from the IRS, big positions there often get hired. And there are a lot of people that are in very high ranking administration, government administration or the EPA and things can get hired. But for the most part, people that are uh, working for the government have a very difficult time getting hired. And a lot of times people go to work for the government because if they're from a law firm, because they may be more interested in working from the government's point of view. They may want a slower paced lifestyle. They're not concerned with money. Sometimes attorneys go to work for the government right out of school without ever working in a law firm. And the government's different. I used to work in the U.S. Department of Justice. And by by 5.30, you could fire a cannon down the hall and, and no one would. The hours and things are much different. You don't have to get clients. You're uh, working for the government. Law firms want people that are going to show up and buy in the game. And so if you're not showing up, then that's obviously in a different practice area as something that uh, also is a problem. And then this is another one. I just would warn everybody about this. This is something, unfortunately, that is often beyond your control, but something that you should be aware of. If you have gaps on your resume, meaning employment gaps, that's not necessarily considered a positive thing. It suggests a lot of things. None of these things are positive. If you have gaps in your resume, meaning you have you work someplace for a little bit, then a couple months went by, then you're three months or six months or a year, but it's very difficult to for law firms to hire you. And most law firms believe that if you have that, uh, you're never going to stay long if you're hired. Uh, a gap means a lot of things. Often it means you were fired for not showing up, meaning you weren't doing a good job, you weren't learning, you weren't doing good work, you weren't getting along with people, you were building flowers. You did something wrong. So that means you, you obviously didn't show up right. But uh, regardless, it shows that the same thing may happen in the future. If you wanted to go off and do something else, arrest, and that's, you got the environment was too toxic, whatever, then it, it just shows an inability to show up in the right way. And if you take uh, any amount of time off from work, meaning a few months or longer, attorneys that do that often even don't come back with a lot of enthusiasm. They they realize often during their time off that there's a better life besides working in the office. Suddenly, a lot of people that do this find that they're so happy, that they felt so relaxed, that their life is so different, that they when they, they come back, they do without a lot of enthusiasm and don't stay. The, these gaps are bad. It means showing up means always working. If you quit, the idea is that you've left your, your the clients or the cases or matters you were working on. You've left partners behind. You've take, you haven't kept those relationships up. You're uh, a lot of different things. So it's something to think about. If you have gaps, you should almost immediately try to get something. I would, litigators that are fired can often get clerkships fairly quickly, federal clerkships and things. You can, if you are a corporate attorney, you can in a big city and you lose your job, it's often very easy to get a, a position uh, in a smaller city. Uh, it actually works if you apply to enough places. So there's ways to avoid gaps in your resume. It's I'm fortunately not telling you about uh, everything today, but uh, not because I'm withholding anything, but there are tens of thousands of law firms in the country. So anybody that wants can get a position. If you're not getting a position, there's things you're doing wrong in your resume, there's mistakes you're making that you can fix with the information that I have on BCG, but you really need to avoid gaps.
That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.